Hi, my name is Sydney, and for my fucking birthday month, I decided to take a page out of Maya's book of doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, girly, that's the best <laughs> book to take pages out of. Hello, my name's Maya. It's also my birthday month, bitch. <laughs> All right? By the time this comes out, I'll be... Well, no. No, no, you won't. By the time this comes out, I'll have three days until I turn... 21. 21. I will finally be legal age to consume all of the products in the U.S. Uh, this will, let's say legal. <laughs> say the legal, legal. Legal product. Legally. legally. <laughs> I will legally be able to buy said product and not from some guy secondhand that I might worry that I, it might be laced. Anyway, this is canonically incorrect. This is the show where we talk about fan fiction fandom literally whatever we want to talk about really literally especially this month this month is the virgo month this month is our month this month is we get to do whatever the fuck we want uh yeah especially this month this month is our month we get to do whatever we want um yeah and uh, literally we whatever started, we want and we started off that with the patreon with you talking about get shit back to yeah the, the thing with that episode was i literally recorded like 45 to 50 mm-hmm. minutes of material and i whittled it down to about 20 minutes because i kept repeat i was so angry that i just kept repeating <laughs> the same shit over and over and over again oh and as i was listening back i was like yeah <laughs> like what maybe that's not <laughs> maybe no and i haven't played in like a week because of how pissed yeah. off i've been Oh my god. I haven't listened to it yet, but I also haven't played Genshin Impact in like a really long time. I started playing like the the last year when you had the episode because I was like, maybe I should figure out what's going on. And then I just like stopped playing. Honestly, like those videos where it's just like all cutscenes from Genshin Impact. Yeah. Those will give you so much lore than I ever could in such a shorter amount of time, I think. Yeah. Like it's just so much to unpack, especially Mm -hmm. with like. They have limited event, like limited time event things mm-hmm. that have lore in them. And then if you miss it, you miss it. Like you just don't know that lore. Right. And you right. have to go find it somewhere else. So um, that reminds me of like, I've been playing like older Pokemon games, like early yeah. 2000s Pokemon games, like Heart Gold and, and Platinum and stuff. And like whenever you run by those like Wi-Fi things, I just think about like the like the Wi-Fi events that they had that was like for a weekend or something. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm playing this game like a decade and a half later, and there's I there's no fucking way those are even like accessible anymore. No, I remember <laughs> I remember my aunt taking me and my cousins to go to Toys R Us. Yes, yes, yes. To like get Pokemon. Yes. It was fucking ridiculous. We didn't even and, buy anything at the Toys R Us. We would just stand by the entrance and like no, be on literally. Our and you're just like you're just like connecting. You're like, please, I want that mystery please, gift. Please, 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 please. But like that just reminds me of like those things where like I pass by those like Wi-Fi terminals that are just whole buildings now, and you're just like, so that's useless. So that whole building is absolutely worthless because like i don't even think this works on like the the ds light anymore just straight up yeah i have no idea i mean i'm sure that they don't work but yeah i'm i wonder if someone could like finagle quite possibly like, they just like, they hack it own. have you been seeing the people who are hacking switches to have modded animal crossing games yes yes <laughs> very good that's like i want someone to do that for like the pokemon games now so that i can have like the rotom that i want i I looked up how to like hack because i wanted Uh for the switch because i have the drum rhythm game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in order to get like specialized songs you can download them from the internet and then port them onto the switch but it's like it's such a long process 
ridiculous. Yeah, it's like nowhere near just modding on like a PC. Like no. nowhere even, near. Even like on like one of my brothers has an Oculus Rift and we mm-hmm. play Beat Saber on it. It's like ridiculous because they make you like buy song packs yeah. or if you hack into it, you can like download whatever songs you yep. want from the yep. internet. Yep. And again, it's just like a such an egregious process. It's not oh. even like no i saw them and they looked beautiful right like their islands look fucking gorgeous they have new hairstyles whatever they're mm-hmm. modding and i'm just like i know i don't have the patience or the energy to do there's, any of there's, that there's so like little even fucking modding minecraft <laughs> takes so much of my patience uh-huh. modding stardew valley on my last modding lap, the Sims? I, dude it's like it's literally like one error code away from me just like not even just deleting it off my computer like if you download so many like mods onto your sims file and like something goes fucky wrong then you have to find which one of those files made it go fucky wrong and you're just like well i might as well just remove all of it (laughs) right like she's might as well yeah might as well because i'm not going in piece by piece being like okay so i'm gonna put in this one and then start the game is that working great <laughs> but in this one start the game is that working great <sighs> but um yeah i have you were gone for a while little miss maya gone for, gone for a hot second it's gone for a hot second so i have some news to catch you up on okay. what's been going on with ao3 and fan fiction and fandom because mm-hmm. you tried to kind of stay offline while you were gone yeah i mean i wasn't like trying it's just I was somewhere I've never been. I just didn't yeah. want to be online. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, did you hear anything about the uh, organ? The it's the what is it? Shit, the organization of transformative works election that they had this last month. No. Okay. So, um, uh, Ao3. If you guys don't know, if you're listening to this, you probably should. But Ao3 is the fan fiction slash transformative works website run by the OTW or the Organization of Transformative Works. Um, and they are a huge nonprofit organization. So they hold annual elections for their board members because they're so huge. They have to have people help. And of course, democratic elections. So does not anybody is coming mm-hmm. on to here. So whenever these elections come around and they come around like fairly frequently, but like no one really pays attention to them because first of all, the only people that can vote are people who donated more than five dollars to AO3 like six months before the elections Mm -hmm. so already like a short amount of people can even like uh, like vote in the elections but then like there's really nothing to like look at because you're just like yeah these are like the people it's whatever um but I heard about this because it was like on my on my Twitter it was on my TikTok it was just a bunch of like writers on AO3 and fans of AO3 flooding my like for you page in my timelines with complaints against one of the candidates because she was spouting like censorship shit in one of her interviews Whoa. so they have like um they have like kind of interviews with each of the candidates and then they released the transcript on ao3 and so somebody read that transcript and they were like what do you mean you're trying to make AO3 more presentable to the public? <laughs> and so they shared that and it literally like, it was like wildfire. And like, if you guys already don't know, like AO3 was already started because of what happened to fanfiction.net, which was they like banned a whole bunch of shit. So then AO3 was made for the freaks. Don't know what to tell you. Like it was made for the freaks to be like, this is a safe place for you to post whatever. So, um, you know, 
because of this and because people already have like a discourse about AO3, it happens every other year, like a, a twice a year when the donations come around. Yeah. Um, you know, with the possibility of an AO3 censorship, always has people being like, no, please, <laughs> please, that's not what we want. And so when they heard the AO3 board candidate, her name is Tiffany G, think that the tagging system and the warning system is not enough and that this sh- the site should be more active in regulating the content on AO3, people lost their minds. Like, truly lost their minds. They're like, I saw people being like, if you can vote, do not vote for her. Um, if you cannot vote, be informed about what's going on. Yeah. Well, so, like... AO3's whole thing, mm-hmm. whole shtick. That did you hear that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> no, your dog just... fireworks. <laughs> what the fuck? I get it's late. Well, like, on September first. <laughs> on September first, Bessie. <laughs> Do you know what's in ten days? I don't think you'll be lighting fireworks for that. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like. AO3's whole point mm-hmm. is that it's an archive. Yeah. For every piece of writing that is published on there, right, right. they will protect it Yeah, under any circumstance. Whether, whether they approve it or not. Yeah. You can't just be like, no. <laughs> because <laughs> be I don't think it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking, that's a you problem, bitch. Yeah. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, so oh um, people people lost their minds. So in 2020, this year, there were five candidates, all of them being women. Um, and, you know, like I said before, to help kind of voters decide who gets on the board, the uh, OTW releases transcripts of chats between the candidates. So the last one, which was shared with voters on August 5th, had um, Tiffany G supporting policies that would result in restrictions of content allowed on the site when she was asked what she what she expects would be the biggest challenge she may face if elected as board members tiffany g answered i believe a lot of external people have issues with our terms of service and policies so working with those will be the biggest challenge i have had discussions with respective volunteers and it seems like we have limited resources and legal issues that would be addressed and delivered to the public she also previously mentioned during the Q&A for board, can- board candidates that she was interested in making changes to AO3's terms of services and policies. Tiffany explained that this was because she had concerns that outsiders to AO3 have a negative view of the site, stating, well, I think a lot of external people are very concerned about the fact that some works contain child sexual assault material. She said uh, CP, but I'm going to change that. Pedophilic content and other legal content. If possible, I am interested in providing extra help to the PAC team and legal team to update the terms of services and policies on those. Which I'm to say, I'm sorry, but who the fuck cares about what other people who don't go on AO3 think about AO3? <laughs> your your thoughts are valid. Yeah. Like, you're not here for the users. It no. sounds like you're here to make it capitalized and draw right. money in, right which is not what they're about considering they host donations yeah and guess what they slam dunk their goals every fucking time every time which means that their user base is perfectly happy with the way that it is right now 
even though there might be things like that need to be changed sure 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 i can i can respectively say that yeah there are some things that i would like changed on ao3 yeah but the way that it is now is not horrific no in any sense do people need to tag their shit yes yeah does there need to be a better blocking system for sure sure. but yeah like when i read that i was like why do i care about what other people who aren't on ao3 think about ao3 right it's like why do i care what europeans think about america (laughs) straight up sorry that's like (laughs) on a tangent you've seen that chick from south africa (laughs) so i fucking hate her yeah sorry if you're not american you probably don't know what we're talking about there's this chick on tiktok that there was a comment that she was replying to and it was Mm -hmm. like u.s is like really diverse like we've got a lot of language and she was like actually if you're going by like how many languages are spoken um actually like official recognized languages not like bitch are you (laughs) have you been to the u.s no that's literally my thing it's just like why do i care about people who never set foot in america think about america the same way of like why do i care what people think who have never used ao3 care about ao3 it's it's one percenter energy yeah so anyways uh, she goes on to say in much plainer words that people think we ho- host child sexual assault content and such things. This issue is actually closely related to the incident in which our I've services. Never... Sorry. No, Sorry, you go I, ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. I've never once talked to someone and been like, oh, yeah, AO3. And then being like the child predator thing. <laughs> someone go who on that website. It? People don't. Re- it's like, oh, that's the fan fiction website. And it's like, yeah, right. yeah. Right. It is. Even even the the worst conversation I've had with uh, with people about it is just like, isn't it all just porn? And you're just like, no. But they don't say like child, child. abuse, child yeah. abuse. Anyway, the fuck. <laughs> she says this issue is actually closely related to the incident when our service is banned in my home country. It might also be helpful to clarify that to the public. She's talking about China, by the way, because Ao3 is oh. banned in China. I wonder why they also banned their own history from being taught. So sorry. So when asked to elaborate exactly how she planned to make changes to AO3's policies that would make it appear more palatable to the general public, the candidate was quick to insist that she didn't want a restriction on content, but rather more warnings and ratings so people know what to expect. Again, I don't know how much more warning you can give to people on AO3. Yeah. If a tag says rape slash non-con that's in there like i don't know what to there. tell you even even if it's a joke or something at least they're giving you warning that right. it's there in some right. form of writing right so fans of the website question tiffany g's motives since policy changes geared towards cleaning up the image of the website did not necessarily serve community interest you cannot have partial censorship. This is core to AO3's stance on censorship. Because in order to have partial censorship, you must have a body deciding what deserves to be censored, said one AO3 user. Which I think is fair. Like I that's like the conversation we've all been having, especially when it comes to like censorship. I think we can all agree on like censorship is like pretty bad in most cases. Like because it always just falls down a hole of like this one thing gets censored, then like all of these things can get censored, like just because you let one instance happen, right? Yeah. 
And like this isn't even to bring up that censorship in the U.S., especially in the public system, right. the public school system, right. is getting worse. Yeah, it is. Like as each year goes by, they ban more and more books from being taught. Yeah. And it's like fucking ridiculous because they yeah. think – I think in one state there was like a book pretty recently within the past year or something – that I read in high school mm-hmm. that has gotten banned. It must have been yeah. like Fahrenheit 451 or 1984 something, something. or something like that. Where like, listen, in high school, I didn't want to fucking read those books. Right. But looking back on those now, it's like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is kind of like monumental to today's society. Right. Right. It gets referenced everywhere. Fahrenheit like, 451, Lord of the Flies, like it all gets referenced. Yeah. And I know that it sucks that it's a very Western viewpoint in terms of like AO3, but I think like the hot, the, the most people on AO3 are from like the United States. And I think like the second, well, I at least, okay. I at least know that the, the largest amount of fan fiction is in English. That doesn't exactly mean that it's from the United States. Mm-hmm. But like, again, even like in one of the States I saw, like teachers had to write down each of the books in their libraries to then give them to the higher ups to approve of the books they had in their library and if they didn't approve of them they had to remove them for whatever reason if lord of the rings is still in your classroom but for some reason 1984 isn't right what the fuck yeah it is a problem because 1984 maybe has like the one weird scene at the Mm -hmm. end lord of the rings is about full-on war and killing people yeah. And even though they don't really talk about it in that amount of detail, that's still what it's about. And yet Harry Potter is banned. <laughs> so regardless of her claim that there would be no censorship, should she be elected to the board as a member of OTW, fans remained wary because in a sense, they've heard this before. How many times do I have to bring up fanfiction.net? Censorship is bad. Plus, many people have argued sanitizing fanfiction runs counter to what fanfiction is all about. The queer history and fanfiction colors the stats of AO3 today. As we know it, gay stuff wouldn't really pass a censorship board maybe 20 years ago. And in some places, it still doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. perhaps, China. And I think that was, like, one of the reasons China banned it is because it had, like, unpalatable, like, queer stuff. Fans have pointed out time and again that talks of AO3 censorship or any form of fandom censorship, for that matter, is just a moral panic debate happening all over again. Besides, users and creators on the site have pointed out that the system Tiffany G wants for AO3 already exists. The website has an extensive filtering and tagging system that lets you sort works based on the letter rating, G, P, G, R, etc., and lets you exclude content you don't want to see. And like we know from fanfiction.net, it doesn't always have to be explicitly morally reprehensible content either. Just the site hosting content depicting two characters in a relationship that some users felt was abusive was all that it took. Others have a more serious stance. They want zero depiction of graphic violence, sexual abuse, assault, or pedophilia, regardless of the content in which it is depicted on the site. Like I said before, in 2020, Archive of Our Own was banned in China after the country restricted media that they deemed to be depicting homosexual content. One of the major targets was the Untamed fandom, a, a community censored centered around two men falling in love in a historical fantasy setting, which is like a whole thing I have to get into one day about like mm. why this fandom was the downfall of AO3 in China. Mm. So because of everything I mentioned, it was no surprise that Tiffany G's statements quickly demoted her in the eyes of users to a threat to AO3. On August 16th, the results of the election were announced and Heather M. and Natalia G. were elected to the board of directors. Hmm. She was not Mm -hmm. elected. Well, yeah, no shit after 
considering no one ever talks about these elections mm-hmm. and you're the one person people are talking about mm-hmm. and one thing that they're saying is don't fucking vote right. for her right yeah i remember when trump was president um in the united states there was somebody who said like i shouldn't know who each of the cabinet members are right like it's like if you you don't know what's go- like what the names of the things in your body are right until something goes wrong then suddenly you know all the names to all your organs and what they do suddenly i know every single cabinet member's names and what they do and what they've done wrong and what they've said suddenly i know about this girl tiffany g's name and that means that something has gone wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> but um uh, ao3 members did what AO- and i truly think it's because i i think it's smart that people who can vote are the people who donate money to ao3 because they're the people who truly care because they're donating money to ao3 yeah it's not like the people who are like oh we hate ao3 ao3 is awful you're not giving them money you don't get a say in the vote right see that is like that's that's the good thing about it though right like is it kind of sucky that there's a paywall yeah but it's a perk of donating right so you get a benefit they the people on the board are being Mm -hmm. chosen by people who have donated right their money and Mm -hmm. their time and they're willing to spend money right so maybe you shouldn't be going around talking like that and you should know the the company that you're trying to get the board on and the users a little bit better before you open your mouth about things the one thing i am nervous about is that like now that everyone knows how elections work like people who have that idea of AO3 and what they want AO3 to be and want AO3 to be more palatable to the public will start donating to start that's like my only fear now is that like now that more people know how it actually works yeah but at the same time I think the normal user base and the normal people like Mm -hmm. us and most likely our listeners aren't gonna Mm -hmm. be like make it like youtube kids like we're not right we're not trying to make ao3 into the new youtube where like they have mm-hmm. all these issues that are unresolved right ao3 right. is slow <laughs> to change yeah but that's for good re- like they're made up of all volunteers yeah everything is through donations it's like a non-profit like non-profit like there's only so much that they can do with the time right. that they have considering the resources that they do have right it's so, not like they're not making changes. They literally just made changes to the blocking system, like, not a couple months ago. Like, Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm i not crazy concerned, but mm-hmm. also you just have to wait until, like, the next round of voting happens to kind of right. see where it goes. Because right. I, I still think that AO3 is relatively underground. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's, it's not really to the public. Mm-hmm. The when I would start getting concerned is when, like, if it if it ever does become quote unquote mainstream, mm-hmm. that's when I would get concerned about people being like, it needs to be palatable. Right. As long as it remains a nonprofit and there's right. no ads on the website, yeah. I'm not going to be crazy concerned. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay, and then my second piece that happened on Ao3 was um, about the Stranger Things fandom. And there's been a lot of mm. shit going about the Stranger Things fandom right now, but I'm not I'm I'm not even gonna touch the cringe culture of the new fandom people making fun of others who are creating cosplays, fan art, fan fiction. That's every, Listen, the people I, who have 
I have been blocking every TikTok account that I come across that is making fun of those people. I, good, as you should. That's all. That's really all I'm going to say about it because I've lived through so much worse and oh, you guys yeah. are bullying these people over literally nothing. Yeah. They're so, just enjoying something. Everything that has needed to be said has been said about that. Um, if you don't know about it, look up a beautiful creator on TikTok. They, some of those people have said like amazing things about like why people are bullying others about it. But I will be talking about the Steadies, which is the Steve and Eddie fans, versus the Heron Groves. I do know where this is going. Do you? Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can... If I do know if this is right. So I believe it was... What was the second one that you said? The Heron Groves? Yes. I, I don't know the ship names because I'm not super... That's okay. I literally things. learned it because of this. So Yeah. So I know that the studies were mm-hmm. upset that they weren't the number one ship mm-hmm. or that had the most works, right? So then they started publishing placeholders yeah. and non basically non-works yes. onto AO3 to try and boost their numbers. Uh-huh. And AO3, I'm giving the very fast and simple version. <laughs> I believe AO3 came out and said and was like, hey, don't fucking do that because yeah. we're an archive website, not a placeholder website. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you pretty much you pretty much got that. So nice. like Maya said, the Heron Groves have the most amount of fan fiction on the Stranger Things fandom uh, with 9,015 fics on Archive of Our Own as of today. <laughs> I know. But after season four, the Steadies have been making a considerable race for the top with 8,897 fix, and these steady fans did not like that. Their goal was to be number one in the Stranger Things fandom. Aggressive, but I vibe. Okay, so, like, the thing is, is, like, this led to, like, people writing more fan fiction, which, awesome. Have a clean, fair fight if you're just like, guys, let's write more fan fiction. Awesome. But some of the fans thought it was a good idea, like you said, to put placeholders instead of fully written fix or chapters. If you don't know really what that means, they would write like seven words, publish it under steady to increase the numbers, and then say that they would write more later in the author note. They'd be like, this is an idea I have for a fic. I'll come back to it later. So AO3 caught on to this because they got so many complaints from people who are genuinely trying to read steady fan fiction, but just getting placeholders. Like they'd be like, oh, this one sounds cool. And then there'd be seven, seven fucking words. And they'd be like, that's just fucked up yeah even, like all- even when i finish something it sits in my google docs for yeah. a long time before i'm like yeah yeah i can publish i, I feel good enough to publish on right. AO3. yes but like there are also a lot of people on ao3 who search for fix like the newest release or whatever so yeah, they can read yeah. the newest content could you imagine just pages and pages of just placeholders when you're this just trying to read I, fan this is why i only search by completed words <laughs> I, well, like, let's say that you were even just you clicked on a one shot that says it's completed <laughs> right like i'd be so fucking pissed yeah so people were reporting these and so ao3 released a statement that said if you are getting ready to post a work to ao3 but you haven't finished writing it yet do not post a placeholder saying something like i'm going to write a fake about dot 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 ao3 is an archive it is meant to be a safe location for creators to house their fan works long term a title and tags alone aren't a fan work, and posting a note about what you plan to post is against the terms of service and could end up getting you a warning on your account if you're reported. Not to mention when you edit a work that doesn't change the date on it. So if you post a placeholder today and edit it next week to put a story in it, it won't go to the top of the tag. You'll annoy readers now without getting readers later. 
And if you're participating in a ship war, know that these works will not actually stay on the archive. They will be removed for breaking terms of service. The number of works that a particular ship or character of, or fandom has on the archive is not a system you should try to game. Instead, I, it, instead enjoy the content you prefer and let others do the same. I don't remember. I, this is like the first time I think this has ever happened. I literally, I couldn't tell you like the last time AO3 like stepped into a ship war, but I think that's because like, I don't, I don't remember a ship war ever making it over to AO3. Like I remember being it on, on Tumblr, on yeah. Twitter, like. Ship wars have been around for a really long time. I was yeah. saying like, I've never seen people get pissy that uh, a certain ship has more work <laughs> yeah. than another ship does. Because it's usually just like, oh, damn, like my ship doesn't have as many words. Fuck. Right. I guess I got to write something myself. Like, that's yeah. kind of like, yeah, I'll do it because that's what you're doing it for enjoyment. Yes. You're not doing it to win. No. So. Yeah. And I love that AO3 was just like, so just to let you know, if you post now and you fill in later, it's not going to do anything for you and you'll annoy the shit out no. of everyone. You lose, like, the most kudos you're probably going to get is within the first couple of days. Yeah. And you're going to lose all of that traction. Again, m most people don't really write for that. Yeah. But there's people like Sydney and I that it really <laughs> doesn't keep the engine going. Yeah. So... So, but I thought that was like, I was like, holy shit, AO3 like had, and AO3 did delete these placeholder fix. Like they were like, this is breaking our terms of service and we're deleting them. Like, so That's even if they, great. even at some point, if they actually did get above steady fan art, they lost again because they all had to just come back down to where they were at. I really think it's just like this new, we were sort of talking about this last week when we mm -hmm. were talking about the whole TikTok situation on our own time. Yeah. But it, it's just like there are these people that have never been in fandom spaces. Yeah. That are entering fandom spaces for the first time mm -hmm. through whether it be Stranger Things or Marvel shows or what My what Hero. Happened. My Hero. Like there's all these new things that are becoming mainstream that are becoming enjoyed by so many people and they're mm -hmm. learning about fandom culture mm -hmm. and conventions and like all these other things so they don't know proper etiquette yeah and it's not like when you go to like a philharmonic or a symphony concert where like there is there is etiquette for everything it's not like right. we have rules that are listed or written down that have been studied throughout generations it's yeah. just things that we know because we've been in the space a long time mm -hmm. So they enter these spaces without knowing that there are unspoken rules of how mm -hmm. to handle situations. And this is not one of those. Yeah. Like, you don't fuck around with that. Right. You don't fuck around with the website that is giving you their space and their, right. like, data for free. Right. And I know, like, it's been talked about, but I think it's, like, really sad because I think, like, especially for people like you and me, we're, like, actively trying to make fandom spaces, like a space where people don't feel cringe anymore and, like, don't feel ashamed of, like, writing fanfiction and doing cosplay, especially yeah. since, like, I know at least I was definitely a person that was, like, I'm not going to interact with that in real life because I'm afraid of being made fun of in real life. And, like, legit, I'm almost 24, and it took me two, like, last two years have, have I been, like, telling people in my real life that, like, I engage in fanfiction and fandom. Like, that's how long it took. And to see, like, p just people on TikTok make fun of those who have, like, gotten over that hurdle of being 
like shamed and like made fun of for the things that they like to do makes me worry about like the people who were like when I was a middle schooler and being like they're being bullied I'm not doing anything I'm gonna live in my little corner of the dark internet all by myself and not do anything and it's like the digital space has changed so much since then as well especially with TikTok like Vine started to change things a little bit right deleted it before anything quote-unquote real could happen and then TikTok blew up late 2018 Mm -hmm. and has only been growing since then so now people it's very hard to come by quote-unquote consistent fame yeah everyone's getting their 15 minutes basically yeah and then it's moving on so you have all these kids in these new fandom spaces not even kids right you know young adults um coming into these fandom spaces and then they want to have their 15 minutes as well mm-hmm. and so like they say the wildest shit and they yeah, do, they do. The shit because that's what internet culture has taught them right not that there are certain procedures and policies basically right. that are being followed by literally everyone else in that space they, yeah. they just don't know and it's perfectly fine but the way that people are going about it to quote-unquote teach them about mm-hmm to engage in these spaces is very poor yeah you don't need to be and making like, fun of them no and even like those people who are getting their 15 minutes like that's only gonna last 15 minutes that's not yeah. gonna be like you're gonna have friends for life you're gonna talk to like incredible people and you're gonna like keep being mutuals and keep being in the space like they're not gonna keep you around like i'm sorry to say like yeah you're not gonna they're gonna kick you out of that space because they're like we're gonna have a fun time being friends enjoying what we love and like why would I want you here they're like you can come back and have fun with us when you're ready to to behave basically but again berating people and making fun of them and duetting and stitching their tiktoks and being like this is so cringe like right. shut the fuck up when like you come on they're not doing you anything first- that cringy let's be no, honest like, it's really not that bad but you guys we literally like- had like the same brain moment where we were both like this yeah but you i was like but you do you remember like that girl who wiped her period blood on the bakugo Potskotsky poster yeah and i still was like damn that's embarrassing but what can you do as <laughs> people in fandom sometimes that video came across on my TikTok and I was yeah. like, wow, that's fucking gross. And right. I blocked her and that was the end of it. I didn't feel the need to make a TikTok right. or make a post about it or berate this girl. Like, you don't know what's going on in their lives. Right. You don't know if they are really just trying to, especially in the Stranger Things fandom now, right. like trying to make friends or trying to find other people that enjoy it because maybe they right. don't live in a town where lots of people enjoy it. Like, you just don't know. Right. And it's and really that's when, sad. <laughs> right. That's when, like, I saw people being like, y'all are weak. Because, like, they are. I remember when people were dyeing their skin gray for the Homestuck fandom. Like, yeah. they're just being like, you guys are singing the Chrissy, like, wake up song while you're cosplaying Eddie Munson. And you're like, that's nothing, babe. It's painfully obvious that none <laughs> of you know what the Misha Apocalypse was <laughs> or is. Misha Apocalypse and... 1.0 or 2.0. It was different. It was different. You it guys don't different. remember Homestuck? You don't remember Italia? You don't remember Super Hulock? <laughs> Everything you we guys... have now is cushy in comparison. Mm-hmm. Truly. Super different. But yeah. Anyways, so I have decided to read fan fiction for a, a fandom that has 
like less than 150 works. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and I was just like, I was just trying to see if there was fan fiction because like I got like, so this the fandom that I'm gonna talk fandom. I don't even know if it's a fandom or it's just people who like the subject. Um, and I just wanted to see if there was something about it because I I also like the subject myself and I was like maybe. Also, the fandom I'm gonna be talking about within the fix that are written, like ninety five percent of them are general audience. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I I want you to guess what the two I'm reading two one shots that are both okay. under fifteen hundred words. So they're tiny, short, little babies. Oh my god. Two different fandoms? No, same fandom. Okay. Um, shit. <laughs> I always love putting you on the spot. Fuck. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, fandoms that you're in. Yeah. Think of, actually like- think of the vibe of person I am. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> bestie yeah what because i don't think i've ever talked to you about like i i could be wrong but i don't think i have so that's that's why i'm like think of my vibe think of like the human being i am i literally don't know what you mean by that (laughs) i literally have no idea give me one Guess one, and then I'll tell you. Because I don't want you to be sitting here all night being like... Guess one what? One fandom. Just spout, like, spout, spout a name of a show, a book, a, a movie. Is it is it your favorite anime? The one that I never remember? Oh, Lovely Complex? Name? No. Yeah. It is Winnie the Pooh. What? <laughs> I found Winnie the Pooh fanfiction. <laughs> You really said whatever I want. I literally said whatever I want. I found Winnie the Pooh fanfiction. I said, fuck it. I'm going to be reading Winnie the Pooh fanfiction. Fuck it. We ball. So that's why I was just like, I'm still reading fanfiction, but like, I don't know if anybody's going to want to listen to me read Winnie the Pooh fanfiction, but I had the time of my fucking life, dude. I didn't even know that existed. Like, no, fair. I didn't either. But I looked but- it up. I was more surprised that there were, like, a majority, like, a vast majority was, like, general audience rating. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of faith in people. That's fair, because, like, my immediate assumption when thinking about, like, Winnie the Pooh fanfiction is, like, the furry's got a hold of it. Yeah. So it's, like, really... And, like, don't get me wrong, there are, like, one or two explicit fics up there. No, like, totally. But... You know, it's Winnie the Pooh. It's Winnie the Pooh. I also, I love Winnie the Pooh. It's like, I don't, he's like my favorite at like Disneyland. Like I love going. I have so much Eeyore stuff. Really? I have, I have an Eeyore plush Mm -hmm. right over here. I have an Eeyore mug. Like Eeyore, even since I was a little kid, for some reason, my parents were always like, you just liked Eeyore, which was like weird because he was depressed. And I was like. (laughs) Damn, bestie. And? An early call out Love. is what we call that. Shut the, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you. but I like uh, it. Just Winnie the Pooh is one of those things that makes me feel like so young and like so like, which is like kind of why I wanted to read it too for my birthday because I'm only getting older, right? Like it's I it's only up from here, right? I'm only yeah. getting older, mm-hmm. so like Winnie the Pooh makes me feel just like such like a little kid. Because it's just, it's so childlike in the way that it's so, like, whimsical 
And like even the person who wrote it, A.A. Mill, he wrote it to like combat his own PTSD and like put it in the form of like the most innocent place, which is like with children and toys and stuffed animals and magic and 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 whimsy and all this stuff. So I think it's just perfect. But I want to start this off by giving like a little intro to Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so our story actually starts in Canada with a group of soldiers during World War One. On a train stop, the soldiers get out to find a man with a black bear cub tied up beside him. One of the soldiers, a man named Henry Colburn, walks up to ask the man about the bear, to which the man explains that he was a trapper and killed the cub's mother, but couldn't bring himself to kill the cub. Before enlisting, Henry wished to be a veterinarian and insisted that he buy the cub from the man. He bought that bear with $20. He takes the bear cub with him through training to England when they're transported, but once Henry is assigned to fight in the front lines, he cannot take the bear with him. So the bear is taken to London Zoo, and Henry plans to pick the bear up when he returns. The zoo asks what to call the bear, but the man tells him that they call him Winnie because Henry is from Winnipeg. Quickly, Winnie becomes the famous attraction of the zoo, and when Henry came back, he saw how beloved the bear was and let the bear stay in the zoo. During Winnie's time there, A.A. Milne and his five-year-old son, Christopher Robin, visited the zoo. Christopher Robin was fascinated with the bear and ended up naming his stuffed animal, Winnie, after the black bear. Milne used Christopher's toy animals, Kanga, Tigger, Rue, Eeyore, Piglet, and now Winnie, to write four children's books that make up the Winnie the Pooh anthology, beginning with the poetry series, When We Were Very Young, which came out in 1924. The final book, The House at Pooh Corner, was published in 1928. Milne decided to stop writing children's books after finishing his fourth Pooh book, at one point citing his amazement and disgust at his son's fame as his reason for moving on. I feel that legal Christopher Robin has already made more publicity than I want for him, Milne wrote. I do not want C.R. Milne to ever wish that his name was Charles Robert. Christopher was teased and bullied for being the center of his father's stories, but later in life, he found peace with his father's creation. It's been something of a love-hate relationship down the years, but it's all right now, he told a journalist two years before his death in 1998. Believe it or not, I can look at those four books without flinching. I'm quite fond of them. It's very sweet. I think, like, it's one of those things that, like, you know, I don't know if A.A. Milman is problematic or in the slightest, but, like, just the fact that, like, he... He already had, like, the insight that, like, most blogger parents today don't, where it's just like, damn, my son's getting too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like, for being just a character in my story, right? Like, the fact that he was, like, he's just a kid. Like, that first book came out when he was five. Like, so I I just think it's very, like, and I learned that, like, he was in World War One. Like, he had a lot of PTSD. He created, um the hundred acre woods to represent like the woods around his house where he moved to help with his PTSD. And like, just like the fact that like Winnie the Pooh is just this very innocent and very wholesome. I love Winnie the Pooh, dude. I don't know. Like, God, it's so wholesome. And like, especially like the AML Winnie the Pooh, like we all know that Disney bought Winnie the Pooh and like all of this, but like, just that like childhood whimsy is just like there it like does something to me where it's like I don't get a child a childlike whimsy from like anything else but like Winnie the Pooh yeah like I've never read the original poems I've never either but 
Yeah, I I haven't either. Um, I like watched Winnie the Pooh growing up. Um, I kind of was like a Pooh stanny when I was a kid. My parents made my nursery all like teddy bear themed. Um, so that was like definitely the like, let's go teddy bears, right? So, but yeah, it's just like, even when I'm getting older, I'm just like, Winnie the Pooh just hits differently in terms of like children's content, you know? See, I didn't grow up with like the books or mm-hmm. like my the parents or anything. Yeah, like I didn't really watch. Like I watched Disney movies, but I don't think yeah. it was ever like we're gonna put on Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and even in growing into my teenage years, like obviously you know all the characters. Right. You watch Disney and like that kind of stuff. You just right. know Tigger, you know Pooh, you know mm-hmm. Piglet, like you know all the basics, but. I I don't know. Yeah, as for some mm-hmm. reason, anytime Winnie the Pooh came on, it was like Eeyore, Eeyore right. alone, and only Eeyore. Eeyore and even, alone. And even like growing up, once I started going to like Disneyland during my teenage years, yeah, just like obviously I was depressed. Like, right. Let's obviously. Like, obviously, I was depressed. obviously. But like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But it's just like. It's so innocent and it's it just is. so nice to like have a character to be yeah. like, yeah, right, I, right. I do resonate with this. Yeah. Or even like, I think there was like years ago where it's like someone made the headcanon that like each of the Winnie the Pooh characters is supposed to represent a mental illness of some kind, like Eeyore's mm-hmm. depression, that's anxiety, um, Tigger's like bipolar or something like that, where it's like mm-hmm. each of them represents something, which I think is like the reason why somebody can attach with a Winnie the Pooh character really easily. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I watched um, when I was a child, I watched a Winnie the Pooh movie, a Disney one that was like about Tigger finding other Tiggers mm-hmm. and then like still deciding to like stay with his friends in the hundred acre woods instead of living with his family. That was like my dust docs show, right? That was like my like, fuck dude. Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda three. I know, but like, but like they did it first, and um, I don't know if they did it better. I never watched Kung Fu Panda three. Um, it's, it's pretty stellar. Yeah, all the Kung Fu Panda movies are though. Like I'm not gonna lie. Listen, I am a Jack Black kitty. Oh, I, I know you are. I love him. I know pieces. you are. I have a specific um, collection of saved TikToks. Do you really? Just Jack Black. Are you serious? I'm not even joking with you. I have not told anyone this. It is so funny. That's so I, good, dude. I know. I love him. That's perfection. That's yeah, like actually really good. Damn. I love him. I've yeah. loved him since I was a little kid. Did you? Sorry, this is off topic. Did you see that um, video of Jensen Ackles? Where yeah, he was with I that did. other guy? Yeah, of course you did. Okay. <laughs> I did. I also finished watching The Boys, so I'm all caught up. Oh shit! Yeah, I saw his clips. He's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also learned while doing these that like a lot of the chapters in the books, I guess, are titled in which, like, you know how like Friends they have like the one where, and they're like each of their episodes is like very branded in that way. Um, so I. I'm titling this episode of the podcast in which Sydney reads Winnie the Pooh fan fiction. I mean, it's, it's not like <laughs> we're pulling into the <laughs> You know, you know exactly what's going to be happening. You're going to yeah. be picking into this Winnie the Pooh fan fiction. I've literally just decided to do whatever I wanted. Listen, man, uh, it's September. We can do whatever September. we want. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the rest of the, the month is going to be very special. Yeah, it is. Got lots so, of things. <laughs> so we're gonna start off the month really fucking wholesome, and then end the month. It's just it going down from here. Is. It ends with child murder. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's the only hint you're getting. Yeah. So um, I picked out two one shots. The first one I'm going to be reading is called "In Which Pooh Goes Puddle Jumping and Piglet Throws a Picnic." Um, it's called. It's by author Hertzoff, H-H-E-R-T-Z-O-F. It was published September 22nd, 2013. Um, and it only has 1,162 words. <laughs> so they're very short. Um, I honestly, I think like the earliest, let me actually look this up. I think like the earliest fan fiction I found in the Winnie the Pooh fandom was like in the 90s. Holy shit. Let me look it up. Fandoms, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Let's go by date posted. 2004, excuse me. The first one is in 2004, which is posted. That's still really fucking early. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, it's the Winnie the Pooh fandom, general audiences, the characters are Christopher Robin, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, and Eeyore. And the tags, the tags are so sweet. The tags are rain, splashing, umbrellas, picnics, and puddle jumping. <laughs> That's so cute. What the, fuck? the tags, rain, <laughs> splashing, <laughs> umbrellas, <laughs> puddle jumping. Um, it only has 1,151 hits, 24 kudos, 7 comments, and 2 bookmarks. Aww. And the summary is, a rainy day is the perfect sort of day for puddle jumping. Just ask Winnie the Pooh. They're really out here writing their own books. <sighs> no, quite literally. Like, they're, they've just decided to write their own Winnie the Pooh chapters. And I'm just like, incredible. Perfect. So, rainy days came to the Hundred Acre Woods as they did anywhere else. On these days, Pooh polished his honey pots, worked on his hums, or dug out his umbrella and went off to visit a friend depending on his mood. Today was an umbrella and puddle day. So once he finished his morning tasks, he pulls on his red rubber boots, grabs his umbrella, and goes outside. And perfectly, there was a puddle right outside his door. He tests it. It barely makes a splash. No, too small. I'll have to let that one grow a bit. Pooh investigates every puddle along the way, noting their location to hop into his way home. Drop, drop, drop. Hop, hop, hop. Jump, jump, jump. Oh, bother. What rhymes with jump? Flump, hump, stump. Pooh sits down on a rather damp stump to put his paw right under his chin, staring at a puddle in thought. Jump, 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 sitting on a stump. You can't jump if you're sitting on a stump, you silly old bear, Christopher Robin says as he comes from behind Pooh. He is right. So Pooh thinks and then jump, 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 jump from a stump. Pooh does just that. Leaping from his stump, he splashes into a puddle and Christopher Robin claps excitedly. That was a very good splash. I used up the puddle, though. We can find more. It's a lovely puddle splashing day, and you're the best bear in the world to spend it with. They wandered through the forest in search of new puddles to splash in. Their pair led them first to Piglet's house. As they get closer, they see boxes and bags and cans stacked inside Piglet's po boat Just he just got for these days. Piglet, what are you doing? Christopher Robin asks, laughing. You've packed it so full, it probably won't even float. There's food and water and dry clothes, but the rain has already stopped. 
It's silly to put all these things back in the house since you spent all this time bringing them out, Pooh says. His tummy was starting to rumble in a way that meant it was time for 11 Zs. Jumping in puddles was hard work. That It just reminds me of like, you know how um, in Lord of the Rings, the, the elves, they have like second Happy breakfast elves. or something. It's how not the elves. It's, it's the hobbit. I'm sorry. Oh my god. You, girly. You can't get mad at me. It's my birthday episode. <laughs> I'm pointing a gun at you. can't get mad at me. I can. You know why? The Lord of the Rings show starts mm-hmm. the day that this comes out. We oh can't fuck this up. I'm sorry. I've never watched nor read Lord of the Rings. I'm doing my best. Listen, I'm yeah. almost a Lord of the Rings aficionado. I, I know just you refuse are. to read the Cimmerillion because it's way too dense. I believe but that. I have one of these the days, one of these days, you're gonna have enough time on your hands that you're gonna actually read the Cimmerillion. Once I get my degrees, yeah, probably I'm gonna probably. be bored enough to actually dissect the Cimmerillion. <laughs> that's not for another two years. Yeah, but that's just we what remind, like Winnie the Pooh reminds me of. Is he's like second breakfast. Let's go. Eleven-sies. Elevensies. Enough people reference elevensies that it must have been a real thing, which just sounds oh. fucking ridiculous. Elevensies. It's like it's like food at eleven specifically. I don't know what it is, but that's what I'm it sounds sure like that's to me. just exactly what it is in yeah. the fucking British. I'm like yeah, elevensies. Elevensies. All right, everyone, shut down the day. We're having elevensies. Elevensies. It's biscuits and beans on toast. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Robin takes one of his blankets from the boat and lays it on a dry patch of grass underneath a tree. Pooh and Piglet take their food from the boat and add it onto their blanket. As they sit down to eat, Eeyore comes down the path. Hello. Lovely day, isn't it? Drip, drip, drip. Always dripping. Now you're having a picnic. Strange day for a picnic, being so wet and all. Shouldn't have expected anyone else would want to have a picnic on a day like today. It's a rainy picnic day, Christopher Robin says. Would you like to stay and join us? There are thistles. Eeyore agrees and sits down. They eat until they are good and full. Then Piglet points up to the sky, remarking the rainbow making an appearance. They sit and digest their meals for a little while, watching as the sun peeks out from behind the clouds and slowly dries up the puddles. Pooh is a little disappointed, but he reminds himself that there will be more rainy days, more puddles to splash in. Once they were done, they all said their goodbyes and Eeyore wanders off in one direction while Christopher Robin and Pooh go off hand in hand in the other. Maybe not all the puddles are dried up, Pooh says hopefully. I imagine we can find one or two, Christopher Robin replies. Maybe down by the floody place. That's a very good place to look for puddles. It's a good day, isn't it, Christopher Robin? One of the very best. That's it. Wow. <laughs> they really do be just writing their own little kids' books. I know. They're so sweet, dude. Oh they're just God. like, it's a rainy day, and we're going to have a picnic in the rain. And then we're I wish I could have us. thoughts like that. The most wholesome, sweet, innocent thoughts. Yeah, instead, I make characters, and I'm like, how can I psychologically use that <laughs> yeah. to the point where they might turn into a bad person? Right, right. And then some people are like, what if we just have a picnic? What if we have a picnic in the rain? Wouldn't that be fun? What if we have a picnic in the rain? <laughs> there were so many of these Winnie the Pooh fix just like this one, where it's just Damn. them having fun in the Hundred Acre Woods. I oh love the Winnie the Pooh fandom so much. It's so wholesome. It's just See, like this is how I feel about the Pirates fandom. 
where like everyone's I mean, yeah. everywhere all over the time but it's yeah. like i'm fucking yeah it's pirates yeah. i'm here for yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah where i'm just like you know what it might only be 181 fix i don't care i'm having a good fucking time with all of them well maybe not the explicit ones but the rest of them having the time of my life <laughs> We're having a good time. We're going to hang out at Piglet's house. We're going to go to the library at Owls. We're going to have a good time. All right. So the second one that I picked out was actually very difficult for me because I had like so many that I wanted to read. So don't, if you subscribe to the Patreon, don't be surprised if I read more Winnie the Pooh fanfiction, to be completely honest with you. Um, that's just where, you know, I think this is perfect. You can go to Maya if you want like uh, sword swashing and pillaging and 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 plundering and then you can come to me and we'll have a picnic in the wane <laughs> i think that's been the general consensus yeah. since we started this podcast yeah. you know what i mean when i said like think of me as a vibe of person now now i understand it yeah. but in the moment yeah. i was like what the fuck are you yeah. talking about i was like think about me as like a vibe like what kind of vibe i have cozy wholesome most of the time. Most of the time. The other time, it's like, moments. I'm going to see MCR. And it's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> all right, girl. Pop off, I guess. I, I sometimes like having things that people are like, what the fuck? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. Okay, so the one that I have picked out is called In Which Christopher Robin Has a Birthday and Returns to the Hundred Acre Woods. It's by Purple Fluffy Cat, and it was published August 24th, 2018. So this one's like kind of newer. Surprisingly, there was a lot of like new stuff. So there's like still people writing just like Winnie the Pooh chapters. People and really honestly, back. healing their inner child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Yeah, just reverting. It's general audiences again. Fandom is still for Winnie the Pooh. Characters are Christopher Robin, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, oh, actually, hold on. Uh, the characters are Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin, Piglet, Owl, Rabbit, Kanga, Tigger, and Rue. So everyone's in this one. Nice. Um, and the the tags for this one, still just as cute. Friendship, birthday, <laughs> many years later, and bittersweet. Aww. I like the birthday tag. <laughs> this one only has 598 hits, 61 mm-hmm. kudos, 19 comments, and 12 bookmarks. Wow. And I'm not going to read the the summary because it's a spoiler. Okay. So this one starts, Christopher Robin is sitting in his rocking chair and rocks. There is little else to do. These days, after all. He looks out over the forest. The French windows are slightly open. It's a very pleasant day. He had been more absent these days. Distant, maybe. But who could really blame him? There wasn't really much to do these days to be absent from. If one were to really look at it, so now he sits and he rocks, and as he does, he is interrupted by a cry from the French windows. Christopher Robin! He turns to look down where the voice had appeared. Christopher Robin blinks. He widens his eyes and blinks three more times for good measure. Pooh! And as surreal as it may seem, there he was, that little yellow bear from his childhood memories. Might you have a little smackerel of something for your old bear, Christopher Robin? It has been an awfully long time since breakfast. Christopher offers Pooh some biscuits as they walk into the house. Pooh snacks, but Christopher is still confused. Why was Winnie the Pooh here after all these years and away from the, after all these years away from the Hundred Acre Woods? We came to find you, Christopher Robin. It's time for your birthday party. Aww. Christopher is taken aback. His birthday? 
But Pooh assures him that he promised he'd see Christopher Robin and that he would never forget the boy. And I haven't, even when you didn't come to see us for such a long time. But as well is such a special occasion. Well, we needed to set you out on an intrepid expedition to bring you home. Realization washes over Christopher Robin. He opens his arm and the bear flies into them. He's 100 years old today, making Pooh 99. He wishes the bear a happy birthday before Pooh tells them they need to leave for Eeyore's house. Christopher laughs, Eeyore, planning a party. Yes, Pooh says, Eeyore insisted because of the time you made such a nice birthday party for him and he wanted to make a birthday party for you in return. Eeyore, Eeyore, <laughs> we stand. <laughs> he always comes through in the end. Through the French windows, another small voice carries its way to Christopher. He looks to find Piglet and Rabbit and Owl. How wonderful to see you are. And it is wonderful to see you too, Christopher Robin. Most wonderful indeed. Then there's a knock at the door. A nurse on the other end ask, asks if Christopher is well, and he tells her yes. He couldn't be better. The escapation plan was grand indeed. Christopher Robin hid in a tea trolley under its lace tablecloth, while Pooh and Owl pushed them downhill along the garden path towards the woods, and Piglet kept watch. His knees creaked and cracked and croaked as they folded beneath him, but the grin on his face had never been broader. When they were safe, he pulled away the cover and straightened himself up. They led Christopher Robin through trees and glades and thickets and clearings. Some of the trees seemed familiar from years and years ago, but some were young and bold and growing in places that they were not really intended for trees at all. They walked and they walked and they walked. And then, finally, they came to it, a little house made from sticks with bunting balloons and blankets all set outside. Eeyore was there too. He was adding some thorny green things to the to the large collection of other thorny green things they sat on plates at the outdoor table. He's surprised to see Christopher. He didn't think he'd come after all, but he's glad he did. Pooh interrupts their reuniting with a growl from his stomach. It's time for the cake. Kanga and Roo and Tigger arrive with their largest cake Christopher Robin had ever seen. They ate, they chatted, and then Christopher Robin found himself lying amid the long grass, looking up at the sky, the leaves, and his friends. It was perfect. Please stay with us, Christopher Robin, said Pooh, and extended a paw to nestle in his hand. Yes, please stay, please, agreed Piglet, Eeyore, Rabbit, Rabbit, Kangaroo, Owl, and Tigger. And I think I shall never go back, declared Christopher Robin. And as it happened, he never did. That's it. Damn. You really got sad on that last one. I know. Really it's sad. Just- you know what? You know what sounds <laughs> nice right now? A passing, cry? Passing on. <laughs> well, maybe not that. It's just a good cry, you know? No, that's fair. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's, you know, we're only getting older. Like, I started this when I was You're really 22. getting existential this episode. I, know, I, really I was not expecting this. Because <laughs> well, it's like, I went to my friend's wedding this past weekend. And mm-hmm. so, like, even that was just, like, damn, like, we're only going to get older. Like, we're yeah. only, like, after college, some of us might move away and, and all this. Even, like, you know, Christopher, like, the I know it's, like, very, but that's, like, what stories are for with, like, Christopher Robin not coming back to the Hundred Acre Woods, but his friends still remembering him. Like, that's, like, a yeah. thing that you're just, like, that's, like, an inevitable. Like, some of us are just going to move away from each other. But, like, you want to hope that, like, 
you'll still remember each other like that you'll still mm-hmm. and I just like I think just like going to my friend's wedding it's the first friend I've ever had like get married have a kid anything and it was kind of just this like stepping stone of just like oh fuck oh fuck yeah yeah I'm, I'm just I'm like, the oldest of four kids and yeah every step of the way my right. entire life has kind of been like oh shit right graduating high school was like oh my god right and then you're gonna graduate college that's the thing is my dad the other day brought up I've been sick so I haven't been really going to classes or that kind yeah. of stuff but we were talking like yesterday or today and he was like yeah well in eight months time right. you're gonna have a degree right I was like oh shit right and I think that's been like for like every one of my birthdays of like I turned 18 and my dad said something and I'm like oh fuck I'm gonna be 18 and then I was 21 and I was like oh my god and I'll be 24 and I'll be like Jesus fucking can we slow the fuck down for like a moment oh my god like this is all going too fucking fast like the fact that like we had like a pretty big blow up this year for the podcast and I went back and I listened to that very first episode and we sounded like babies (laughs) <laughs> like see i don't go back and listen to him so i have no idea like we sounded like babies and like the farther we do this and the more that we do this when i go back i'm only gonna think i'm more of a baby i'm gonna be like 26 listening to that first episode and being like oh my god did i have any idea of what i was no i was 22 i had no fucking idea what no. i was gonna be doing and this was like our first time doing that kind of stuff right or just like the fact that like i'm celebrating two birthdays on this podcast is too much for me honestly to be completely real with you that's too many i don't Weird. i'm only gonna have to keep having like birthday months that's a little too much for me at this point like it's weird that's weird like the fact that you're gonna be turning 21 that's fucking weird you met me when i was 18 I, yeah 18 18 about to turn 19 that's um no thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's icky i don't like that no it is weird it i'm like because I've been sick these past couple of weeks, I haven't really thought about it all that much, like my yeah. birthday coming up. Yeah. But today, I was kind of lying in bed just because, like, I can't really do much else right now. Right, right. But I was, like, lying in bed and I was like, holy shit, my birthday is in, like, four days. Yeah. Like. I'm going to be 21, which is, like, a milestone birthday for a lot of people. It's a milestone birthday in the U.S. Yeah. Especially. Because, yeah. like, you, again, can legally purchase alcohol and yeah. weed in certain states. and Yeah. Like, it's just weird. Right, right. I don't, I certainly don't feel like an adult. Yeah. But looking I, I back on these past couple years, like, like, it's so hard to be like, oh, I feel like an adult. Like, right. I have my own bank account. I have two credit cards. I pay bills. I live I, alone. I pay rent. I have, I have graduated college. I have a full time yeah. job. I went on a two week vacation virtually by myself and lived in like, the country. Out of country, in a country that I didn't speak the language. Like, yeah. These are things that 15-year-old me was like, that's right. way too much. Like, I right. can't even think about doing all of that. Right. But it's so gradual that time time is so weird yeah. like that. Because you don't realize that you are an adult. Yeah. Even I remember turning 18. I went into college at 17 mm-hmm. just because of, you know, my birthday's in September. Yeah. And it's so weird to be like, yeah. I graduated high school at 17, went into right. college at 17. Right. I'm going to get one of my degrees when I turn 21 and the other right. one when I'm 22. Like, I also feel like, I don't know if you feel this way because that's kind of what I did where I like I started college at 17. I felt like I lived those years so quickly. Like, 
Mm. everything just moved so quickly like I graduated college or I graduated high school uh, I immediately started college I like didn't take a break whatsoever and like suddenly I was 21 and graduated like so all of, like truly all of a sudden I think mine has been more than that especially yeah. since I've lived through COVID yeah. going through college so it feels weird to like in eight months time gonna be receiving my diploma for a music degree Right. But also then just being like, I feel like I didn't have two of those years. Yeah. Because of COVID. So right, do I right. did I really earn this to obviously I did. I fucking yeah. put in the work. But there's still a part of me that's like, did you really get this degree? Mm-hmm. Or was it like circumstantial that they're yeah. just giving this to you? Yeah. So But that's kind of just like what I've been thinking about, especially since like I've kind of been in a place that's like more stable than I've ever been in my like whole life. Where I'm just like, I kind of want to start living like slower. Like I don't want to be living as quickly as I am anymore. Like I want to like take time and like do the like yeah. live very slowly where it's just like, cause yeah, like I had that moment over the weekend to be like, oh my God, especially since like the person getting married was a friend that I had since like early high school. Yeah. Like I technically knew her in elementary school, but like we weren't really friends. We started becoming friends like sophomore year of high school. Like that's fucking insane where it's suddenly like I remember when like like we were like pissing over ourselves because of a boy we like or something and suddenly you're married like you're married now Mm -hmm. I can't go back there and like that was a moment I had of just like holy shit (laughs) like holy shit I can't oh my god like I can't I can't go back and be like 21 I can't go back and be 18 I can't go back and be 16 like I'm only gonna be getting older and I don't like this anymore (laughs) yeah I've had that experience with my my best friend because we've known each other since the seventh grade Mm -hmm. and she she'll be getting her degree because we both didn't take breaks we both went to the same college straight out of high school we still talk like every night and she for the past three summers has gone off to a different state Mm-hmm. so I never really got to have summer vacations with her yeah um and she doesn't want to live in the state that we live in which is perfectly yeah. valid like I totally understand and I absolutely know that she can get a job yeah out of state so I haven't brought this up to her or like talked about it because it's really stressful and I don't want to think about it you know to yeah. be like oh my best friend is leaving I, I, I might not be able to see after we graduate yeah. you know like we obviously will still talk but this is going to be the first time where it's like, oh, you're you're leaving, leaving. Yeah. Like, you're not coming back. Because yeah. she went to Boston this past summer and she came back. And there was one day overlapping when she came back and then me leaving to Japan mm-hmm. that we, like, hung out all day and talked. And she was just like, going to be honest, I love being in Boston and I really didn't want to come back home. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. That's kind of when it hit for me. I was like, things are changing. Yeah. And things will be changing drastically this time next year. Mm-hmm. When I'm I'm still going to be in school because I have yeah. another year for my film degree. Whereas a lot of my friends will have crazy opportunities yeah. to go and live their lives. And I'm not going to tell them no. I know. I can't be that person. Yeah. I do. I have up. the same thing where it's like I all of my like literally all of my friends have said that they wanted to leave at one point or another. Like, my friend who just got married wants to move to Texas with her new husband. Um, my other friend, they want to just leave the state, and I know that they can. Um, 
you've even said that to me before. And it's the same thing of just like, I can't be an asshole until you know, just because I want to keep living here. Like, but like, I've definitely had that moment of just like, I think it was when my, my one friend, they were over and they told me that. And it really hit that. Like at one point in my life, like all of my friends are going to fuck this. I don't like this anymore. (laughs) This is a really tough conversation to have. It's like, at one point in my life, all of my friends are going to be gone and I don't want to make any more friends because like, that's awful. and I don't like doing that, mm-hmm. but it's like, I I can't be the asshole and tell them no. Right. Because that's their own life to live and their own journey to live. But like, I don't, I like, I feel like I've just been that much more existential about it because it's like, there's nothing keeping these people here. Graduation. We've all done high school. We've all done college. Like, it's just like a matter of time before people just start leaving and it's just like I think that's why that that very last fic got to me as much as it did and I'm not gonna lie the first time I read it I sat on that couch and I cried like a baby yeah I'm surprised there was, there was a moment in there where like you yeah. started get a little yeah and I was just like it's one of those things where it's like people are going to leave and like that's inevitable for everyone's life but like you would just want to hope that those people continue thinking about you and continue loving yeah. you from like wherever you are and like, even though you're so far away, they're like, oh, I don't remember. I still remember that promise that we made as children. Or I still remember that promise that we made as in college. Like, I still remember those things. And like, you're still important to me no matter how far away you are. And like, I don't know. I feel like there are so many days where I just, I still just want to be a kid, which is like so fucked up because like when you're a kid, all you want to do is be an adult, right? Like, you're just like, yeah. But, like, I read something, like, this sweet, innocent, wholesome, like, Winnie the Pooh, and I'm just, like, why can't I just be a kid again? And, like, just be in that, like, time where I'm just, like, the Hundred Acre Woods and Winnie the Pooh and my friends are, I see them every single day in school and, and in class. And, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's I'm not really going to say it's not, but that's part of growing. I know. And if that that's the thing is I think this is especially... A, a very important time for people that are making friends or mm-hmm. have quote unquote lifelong friends. Yeah. This is the time where it, it this is going to make or break a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Some people can't handle that other people right. want to move on. And so right. they crack down and they get psychotic or yeah. whatever. Like, or they just, the they, they distance, they separate themselves to make that yeah. easier. And for them, that's what they think is best at the mm-hmm. time. And maybe later in life they apologize. You don't know. Yeah. That, that's the thing is you don't know. It's a difficult yeah. situation. And the best that you can hope for is that your friends get the best opportunities and live mm-hmm. their best lives and that you also get to live your best life. Yeah. It's it's fickle. You don't know what's going to happen. Some people will leave. Some people will go to different countries. Some mm-hmm. people will just move, you know, a couple streets away. You don't right. know. Right. So happy birthday, Maya. Happy birthday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Canonically Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Tumblr. You can send us your fanfiction recommendations, or if you're a fanfiction author that would like to be on our show, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, you can donate a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. <laughs> you can subscribe to our Patreon monthly at patreon.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Thank you to our Patreons at Tumnal River and Riley C for your continued support. Donate to AO3! And we'll see you guys next time! Bye! Bye.